Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 357. We're traveling abroad. We're going to hop a train to Scotland tomorrow morning. Super fun show in London at the Leicester Square Theater. Thanks if you came out for that. Um, it's like 12.45 at night. Skydart's editing a video. I'm recording this. The Swedish couple in the next room is banging each other. You know they're Swedish. I thought they were Swedish. What makes you think they're Swedish? Because the, the way the they biggest. talk. Swedish, Swedish, Swedish. <laughs> the bed creeping. And then he goes, pork, pork, pork. <laughs> anyway, they are... Uh, it was pretty quick, though. It lasted about 30 it, seconds. It really did. Now, Matt, we're not going to say that that's indicative of all Swedes, but it was definitely it was definitely sex weeks. Uh, it's, it's the springy in the bed. Definitely. And so it was longer than someone just rolling out of bed. But really not long enough to have been satisfying to anyone, <laughs> except for the probably the dude. Maybe. Uh, but it really was about 45 seconds. That's what happens with Swedish girls. I mean, they are that hot. I was going to say that's what happens when body starts slapping from doing the wild thing. It's before your time. I have no idea what the fuck you're God damn it. Oh, man. Oh. Get back to your intro. All right, I'll do it on my rascal. I'd like to thank Shutterstock for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist Sorry, Podcast. I the Why don't you put headphones on if you're going to edit your video? It's more fun when I can make you hear it. <laughs> for whom? Me. <laughs> put your headphones in. Go back to Shutterstock. Go. Go on. Shutterstock.com has the perfect video for your next creative project. Whether it's a website or advertise on a multimedia presentation, any type of film project, you're going to choose from over 700,000 high-quality stock video clips, 2D animations, 3D motion graphics. They have digital formats. They, they, a lot of them come in HD. Uh, Shutterstock sources video clips from around the world and puts them at your fingertips. They had 10,000 new video clips every week, so every time you visit, you're going to find something new. They give you assets that you need to bring your creative projects to the next level. It's a complete offering. They have excellent customer service, dedicated reps, 24-hour support throughout the week, flexible pricing. So just go to Shutterstock.com. There's no credit card needed. You start an account, begin using Shutterstock to help imagine what your next project is going to look like. 
and then save video selections that you find into your clip box. Once you decide to purchase, use the offer code NERDIST5 and new accounts will receive 30% off any package. That's Shutterstock.com, 30% off all new accounts. Use the offer code NERDIST5. And now, this episode of the podcast is a robot Kyle Kinane, which uh, recorded this a couple months back because I had a bunch of other time-sensitive ones to go up, and so now I can put up buddy Kyle, who uh, I just saw over in... Oh my god, where was I performing? Uh, Austin! Texas, yes, Moon Tower. Oh, I've been in so many zip codes and cities in the past month. Uh, so here's Kyle Kinane, Nurse Podcast, with the full crew. One more thing you should know about this episode: uh, it just ends abruptly. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Uh, the recording equipment, which we don't use anymore, so you don't have to tell us to fix it, um, just stopped. Like the podcast just stops at about uh, an hour eleven or hour twelve in. But I can tell you that it was all, all you really miss at the end is us just wrapping up the conversation and being like, all right, enjoy your burrito. So uh, I, I'll front load this one with enjoy your burrito, pre-enjoy your burrito, uh, enjoy your pre-rito. Uh, so because that's not going to happen at the end. The conversation just cuts off abruptly. Yes, it's weird, but this is how it is. Um, it, but it, it really was only like another two minutes. So you're not missing that much. You're fine. Listen, it was probably... The most golden two minutes of the podcast ever was lost, and I don't remember what it was because it was a while ago, so... Here's number 357, Now entering Nerdist.com. I was going to convince you to just turn over the Nerdist Twitter handle by looking up to the sky when I it said was, brand. Was, I really you did, you thought you were going to brand. just went up in the air. Yeah, no, I have. I, I, I signed on. My first Twitter account, account was at Hardwick, uh-huh. like in, I don't know, 2007 or 8. Yeah, and then I just, you were like, I better get my SEO together. I just never. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't use it. But when I started the Nerdist website, I was like, well, I should probably just have the Nerdist Twitter handle. Like, it just made sense to me to do that. He's so brilliant, everybody. That's what I did. And that's why we're here today with Kyle Kinane. <laughs> it's all ah. boiled down to this moment with <laughs> Kyle Kinane. Yeah. We got so big, we were able to get our friend to come back. <laughs> 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 to be fair, Kyle has become quite the famous comedian, yeah, yeah, Jonah. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's I probably just that. waking up around time for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, we can get him in here. <laughs> you know what he did last night? A recorded voiceover for Comedy Central? Nope. No, I did that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Between barf belches, I taped <laughs> take drunk history last night. You oh. did! So I am here in spite of a bottle of tequila. Okay. But not, not in me anymore. No. What, God. What was your <laughs> historical uh, I did the, situation? I did the Haymarket riot in Chicago. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Done. Is it, did, yeah. you, did you reference the band at any point? No, no, I didn't. I, I had to look it up, too. I was a terrible historian. Yeah. Like, oh, you're doing Chicago? I can do all kinds of Chicago. I don't know anything about Chicago. <laughs> I would imagine most people probably know who you are who listen to the podcast, but you're for the longest time, I think you... You, you kind of, and I don't know if you would admit this, but you sort of have that Louis C.K. thing where whenever you're on stage, like the other comedians come back in the room to watch you. I don't know if you know that or would admit that, but I, but oh, my nice. my experience is that that is the case with you, yeah, where it's like, oh, you gotta fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? I don't know. He I just doesn't get as drunk anymore. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't the material. We have to watch Brendan Brendan Walsh now for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it was a. Uh... Yeah, that's nice to know. I feel I get I have that fear that I'm getting like road flattened. I'm on the road so much, and then I write material out there, and I come back to LA and try it, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. I had that exact <laughs> same experience at Kurt and Kristen's hot tub show. Oh yeah, I've been in road mode for so long. Road mode. Well, just road mode. You you can you know you're doing an hour. You have time to fuck around. You have time to breathe. Yeah. And then when someone's like, come back here and do ten minutes for hipsters, and you're like. Ah. This feels weird. Like I, it totally threw me off. And like, being jovial, like like you start you start a set and you're jovial on the road. Like all right, let's get into it. People yeah. Kinda, yeah. And nobody cares. No, they don't. Like, it was it was a fun show, but it just it sort of felt like oh yeah, this is a different speed than what I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just like ten minutes. I'm like I'll screw around. People like me. <laughs> oh, I'm doing terribly. <laughs> yeah. I I get that just because like every week being at uh, the meltdown show, like you know like. And when we go out on the road, we'll do like nerdist shows, and like people know us, and like people know me at that show. I'd be like, I'm just a personable, funny guy. I could just make anything funny. Yeah. And then I like I'll do another show in town. And I'd be like, I'm just gonna talk about the time I was here playing a uh, playing in a band, and I threw up on the drum set. And uh, <laughs> and then just everyone's just like, no. Yeah, no. You, get, you get labeled. I've been labeled storyteller, and it's like, well, no, it's just bullshitter. <laughs> yeah, it's just bar bullshittery is all it is. Is like sitting around, but like, oh, so I'm a storyteller now. I'm gonna just tell a story. Yeah, I can spin a comedy yarn. <laughs> yeah. This is like it was just turns out it was just me going to get lunch. But that, that's that's <laughs> what I love about, uh, about Sean Penn has that great thing where he has like a he, he tells this great story about losing his virginity like really young. But then mm-hmm. at the end of it, like he's like, and I guess since this is a fucking story, I have to tell you about the moment where I learned something, and like he just <laughs> like, he makes fun of all like storytellers that like uh, you know guys that don't want to do stand up, so they'll just go to storytelling shows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you started in your Chicago comedy guy. Yeah, yeah. What was uh, when did you start, and what was the scene like? It was not. It was ninety nine. It was uh, with all the guys, Pete Holmes and Kumail and Bro- you know everyone that's doing really well in comedy right now. Some, Chicago ninety nine. Chicago, Chicago's the new Boston. Yeah, like yeah. the generation of comics before it so was like it people. was Boston. So many people like that are the, just killing the it. The Bill Burrs and the yeah. wasn't Bill Burrs and the Geraldos and the. Well, I guess I missed my Boston. <laughs> <laughs> By a long shot, because you're going to fucking Dave Matthews concerts. You should have been doing. That's stand-up. what we were doing in Boston. Um, <laughs> That's what I think. Street, also, street brawling at a Dave Matthews concert. Yeah. It was the slowest, softest punches I've ever seen in my entire life. But you really felt it. Like, you felt in, it. Your heart. in your heart. In your heart. Yeah. And then that lackadaisical attitude spilled out into the streets. <laughs> I got, I got, into hit. My comedy. <laughs> I, got <laughs> I got punched with a potpourri sash made out of hemp. Oh, man. It wasn't even The a... cops had to come and break it up. Instead of shooting beanbags, they were shooting hacky sacks. Yeah. <laughs> We just played, man. We just played. Yeah. It was crazy, man. I lost a flip flop. You don't even know, man. It was wild. <laughs> so where did you guys? Um, where did you guys start? Was it? Was it? Was it basically just like sort of a an alternative comedy scene, or like were there? Yeah, it was a bunch. It was a bunch of guys that never wanted to go. Uh, not never want to go on the road, but. I mean, you know how it was back then doing. No, I know everybody you mentioned. It was a bunch of guys who never wanted to go on the road. Well, yeah, <laughs> because the road was. At I that mean, time, if you think in '99, it was just doing one-nighters for drunks, yeah, which is still a lot of what the road com- is com- now. Comedy was in a bad state in '99 ni- in terms of like touring. Comedy was in a real bad yeah. state because there was no comedy on television anymore. People weren't there really going no to YouTube, clubs. There was none of that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so it was just sort of there were basically I think a generation of kind of recycled comics just doing all the same clubs and do yeah. you know at at that time. The, the few road gigs I had, I remember one was at like a, a snowmobile bar. In in Wisconsin, that's a real thing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you take yeah. snowmobiles. Snowmobile up, 
And it was weird because the direction's there. And like, I, it is one of those, I don't want to Andy Rooney shit up here, but it's like, oh yeah, I just had to like listen to a guy and write down mm-hmm. directions and just snow-covered darkness in the yeah. backwoods of Wisconsin to go make $50. And then if you got lost... There's no way to call that guy back. Yeah. And one of the directors is like, "All right, you can pull in. You're gonna see a, see a, a, a Green Bay Packers bar. Our bar is behind that bar. There's two <laughs> bars on the same property, not next to each other, but one behind uh, the other. I, uh, that that how, was, how was the Minnesota show? Minnesota Vikings it was terrible. Bar. <laughs> yeah. it was ter- <laughs> so from there, so uh, uh, you're, you're. But that was the, that was the road. So everybody's like the I'm UP, the Upper Peninsula. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, in that. Yeah, then then the guy. But then the guy, the headliner. He's like, these people can say whatever they want. I got a 45 under the seat of my car. I'm like, oh. And found out later that that guy had gone to jail for something or another. I was like, oh, how's so-and-so doing? It was kind of like, oh, yeah, he's, he's in prison. Oh, he killed someone at a bar. And, yeah, uh, probably uh, rightfully so. I mean, one, <laughs> less, one less racist heckler. That's, yeah, that's a better world. <laughs> but so nobody left. Like, we're just like, we're going to do comedy because we like doing comedy. There's, there's no, like, I don't want to go do that and ruin this thing I enjoy. I don't have to drive around playing for jerks. In babysitting, mm-hmm. more or less. So everybody just stayed in town, just like and like really enjoyed just do, doing the open mics and going, "Oh, you got new stuff! You got new stuff! Oh, who's got new stuff? Have you heard?" And we were just geeked out about it. What was the place so, called? It was uh, Lions Den. Lions it was great, Den. Steve Heiser wrote a real good article. Yeah, that's a great article. Wrote, yeah, about the open mic that kind of pushed Heiser's a out. great writer. He's fucking. Yeah. He writes. He writes such great comedy. Reviews from the standpoint of someone who is. A, I encourage people to look up Steve Heiser yeah. on, online, but. He writes comedy views from the point of view, especially in a in a in a world in a world in a world where reviewers tend to like to rather than review something, try to show you how smart they are. Like they try to overwrite. Yeah. So they so instead of really getting a sense of whether someone's good or not, they want you to be like, "This guy's fucking hilarious." Here's the real comic is this reviewer. But Heisler actually writes really good, well thought out. He's a fan. Yeah. He's a comedy fan. And you know, even even when he's even when he's kind of you know shutting something down, it's you don't feel like it's in a way where he's trying to show you show you his writing chops. Like he just he just does it in a nice way. It, like comedy reviews are all kind of kid gloves. Like like they're all like nobody really will take a swing at you. Don't comedy. think so? AV Club gets pretty. AV a little AV bit club more. Commenters get you know, but oh, like AV, AV Club commenters can go eat an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're among friends, Kyle. And I haven't yeah, even, yeah. and it, like, I have, I really haven't heard much. But like, the self-importance, yeah. of, of internet comedy. But the thing is, this right now, faceless courage. This right now, like, because it's like, it's like they talked about us again. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're we getting it. it. We're doing it, yeah, guys. You are doing it. I, you know, I always hate kind of having the sort of the. <laughs> It's like it sort of forces you to have the point of view of the uncool teacher in the class, where it's like, mm-hmm. sure, you can sit in the back of the room and pass notes and snicker and make horrible comments. Um, yeah. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> well, and then realizing that the only people reading those comments are me, <laughs> and then Guilty. anybody that's responded to the comments, nobody's been like, what, what's what's popular opinion, and then read all the comments. I mean. I think that isn't it just other commenters that are fighting each other. Yeah, it's the, the commenters thing? who read it and whoever's being written about who reads it. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it. Not, like, yeah. I don't think uh, like there's not an audience, but I guess it's just you know the psychology of seeing your stuff I up see. there on the screen. Although like, when I make, I make when my voice I do, is heard, I think Jenna does this too. Uh, forgive me if I'm incorrect, but when I, I you. feel bad about myself, I go find a review of something I love. Yeah, I do that. Jonah, yeah. We, yeah. we almost talked yeah. about on the podcast a couple weeks ago, but. Something. Oh, it was when. Uh, if you're gonna point at me, use a money clip. 
It's when <laughs> here's my Starbucks card. Um, no, it's he's when, just tossing it. <laughs> it was when uh, there's more. With that we were just about from. to touch on that, and it was when Jimmy Pardo came in for that one hostful podcast we were yeah. doing. We never talked about it, but the idea that you'll go to like someone reviewing Louis C.K. or someone else and look at the comments, and people are like, "This guy sucks," and yeah. you're like, "Okay, yeah. good." So yeah. there are those yeah. people for yeah. everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. how. I, like that's what I did after my uh, my record came out. I read this like uh, this guy reviewed my uh, record, and the guy like I looked up what he looked like. He looks like me. He just looks like me, and everything was, you know, like, this guy surrounded himself with funny people. I was like, yes, yeah, what you want, isn't it? And uh, we even have a same name in the somewhere in there, too. And, like, I was, like, I'm really upset about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, and I thought about, like, some of my favorite records. Like, it's like, you know, one of my favorite records of all time, Pinkerton by Weezer. But yeah. it's like, it's like if you read reviews of when that came out, it was fucking, like, it was shit on by everybody. Or it's like, so what I would do, I was go to, like, YouTube and then look up a Louis C.K. video or a Mitch Hedberg or like, you know, or other people that I even just like a lot. Mm. And then you just see people oh, shitting on them. You're yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Fuck everybody. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? It's easier if you just go to iTunes, look up your favorite comedy album, and then sort by least to best. Oh, that's <laughs> most, most critical. Most, yeah, critical. most critical. Oh, that's so easy. Yeah. That's going to save a lot of time. Yeah, well, and you know, it's funny because people say... You know, I mean, I, I pretty much stopped reading comments because it just was. There's no. I can't get to that point. I need you to tell me how to get. Well, to here's that a, point. here's the thing. That's that, what we said. And here's well, <laughs> Beyonce. I am Beyonce. Doesn't apply anymore, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, because of their publicist. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is that you know when people say to comedians like, "Well, just ignore it. They're just trolls." And what I think people need to understand is that comedians of almost anyone else are hypersensitive because that is what we do. Yeah. We are sponges. That try to re-express things into the world on stage, and you have to be hypersensitive. Yeah, and there's obviously a certain amount of insecurity. There's a lot of insecurity, and there's a lot of negative stuff. But just by virtue of the fact of what we do, we are just naturally sensitive to the yeah. world. Yeah, it's actually it's here's a funny thing. Um, God like, damn it! And it just you know it's funny as I said that, like some shitty comment just popped into my head that someone says was like, I wish Hardwick would stop trying to remind us that he's a real comic. Like. Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my life. I got something for you, Sponge Hardware. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was funny. Uh, Matt Come and I, sponge. Matt, like, uh, Matt took a picture of like me and him uh, like when we were like hanging out. And then some guy on his Instagram like said, uh, you got to get away from Jonah Ray. He's the worst. <laughs> and I'm like, the worst. And then I was like, not even worse. I was like, well, if, if I'm the worst, I, I commented back to the guy. If I'm the worst, why is he friends with me and not you? <laughs> was that the one where then he replied? The guy replies no, with proximity. And then like, and I was like, and then like I had Matt block him. Um, <laughs> who? What was the one? What was the one on Instagram where someone said something to you and you went on her profile and it was just pictures oh, yeah. of her kid and you just said, fuck you and your shitty kid. <laughs> I almost said it again with this guy. I did, I almost did it again. I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? Who's this motherfucker? Oh, he's got pictures of the kid. I'm just going to say his kid smells dumb. Fuck you and your shitty kid. Why I never. Yeah. Yeah, but like the guy was like, uh, I was uh, like, he's like, hey, he, then he started commenting on my yeah, feed. Yeah, because I blocked like, him, hey, did, so he went and commented yeah, on did Matt, feed. did Matt block me on Instagram because of what I said to you? I was like, you just said one of his really good friends is the worst. <laughs> and his really good friend convinced him to block him. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, Matt said, you want me to block him? And I said, well, I'm not going to say either way, yeah. but I, yes. But if you, but if you want to remain friends. You won't block anybody? I won't block anybody. Oh, it's so gratifying, I feel no, I don't think it. I think it's gratifying to them when they see they've you been blocked. So? Oh, so I'm you, like, no, you have to wait it oh, out. Open you have channel. To wait it out. And I, I have another. I have another theory on this too. Is that um, is it bad for us in our culture to 
basically spoil ourselves and only surround us, just surround ourselves with people who are saying good things about us? Like, is yeah, that yeah, is that horrible. potentially detrimental to what we do? Because it's sort of a false reading. But what's the ba- where's the bad message coming from? Somebody saying you suck with you know uh, the, you know the anonymity of the internet. Yeah, I don't buy. If I go on stage and a joke doesn't get a laugh. I know it's a shitty joke, right? right. Yeah, you know, the, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm not I, like somebody was talking like, oh, I want to try open mics. I'd probably have all my friends there, though. I'm like, no, I no, never no, wanted my no, friends there. No one ever embarrassment, did. and then I wanted a gauge of our do strangers laugh at this. Yeah, yeah. you know, so that has something that also has something to do with going on the road and doing gigs that like you get a reputation. Now people just come because they know you. But that can be the beginning of the end because people just laugh at. They just accept anything you say. Well, they do to a point. I it's think. I, point, yeah. I think the jokes still have to. They not not only. I mean, the other side of that is that they come with high expectations. Yeah. So that's it's true. it's not it's not. Yes, there is a certain amount of forgiveness because <clears throat> I think it just takes. Because that's happening with that. That's happening. The same thing's happening for yeah. me. Is that people are coming on purpose, which is a relatively new thing. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I was supposed to surprise you by like this scumbag's kind of funny. Like, yeah. Supposed yeah. To remember remember those first. Se- remember those first seven. <laughs> yeah, the first seven minutes when you got to let the crowd know it's okay to like you. Yeah. yeah. And then you could do your set. Now they just they come in and they know stuff. And sure, the downside to that is like, well, I'm just being, I'm just performing for my friends, but. Mm. They also do expect you like yeah. they can they can be more disappointed in you than a, just a regular papered crowd of people that got free tickets that's to the show. True. Yeah, that's true because they're hoping for it. I mean, my my thing. I want to go back to the internet comment or, like and all that stuff though. Like no, like like my my uh, I can relax, but like knowing like if I'm out. At a bar, a party, like, oh, that guy, look at that entertaining guy in the corner, and everybody likes him. That guy's never going to say, oh, yeah, I, I comment on YouTube videos all day. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. Like, that makes me like, oh, because if you go and, like, <clears throat> somebody say, like, Twitter, it's like, you know, I read the stuff. And so somebody just be like, you know, go fuck yourself, whatever. And then you go to their account, it's like, how do you have 50,000 tweets, 100 followers? Yeah. <laughs> like, that means you're a crit. I just picture a hoarder. I just picture a hoarder when I see that. And what yeah. about those 100 people? Just a computer what about those 100 people that are dealing well, with all well, these tweets? To be fair, a lot of them are probably spam bots. Yeah, like, it's not, yeah. Is that like a robot that makes spam for you? Mm-hmm. Anytime yeah, you want why, it? Yep, spam, 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 and spam bot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twice a week, I tweet about iPhones and jobs. I get the spam bots in. <laughs> get those numbers up. Fluff those yeah, numbers. Yeah. I just say porno, and then I feel like a tons. Chat. Say chat, too. Yeah. That'll bring them in. I don't know. For some reason, I just got this image in my head of the new Marco Polo game is porno for pyros. <laughs> I don't know what? why. Wow. I don't know. Really my brain just went in a weird yeah, direction. I like this. I like this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What, I don't know. That, that was There's only played, that was only played for a few years in the nineties. That's <laughs> yeah. a game. That's, That's a, a band I was fine forgetting about until now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Mike oh. Watt. Mike Watt was in that band. Oh, was he? Yeah. Nobody's telling Perry Farrell to stop. No, <laughs> keeps going. Nobody's telling him, "Hey, look at that guy's vest." Take it <laughs> <laughs> That's a Perry Farrell vest. <laughs> what? This is the third. This is the third time in a week that Joel McHale has walked. My God, oh, too slow. <laughs> I got you. Vest guy has been unaffected by this whole thing. It. Whole time, the guy. That guy's got a game. Take a picture of Vest guy. We'll blur his face. I don't want to take a picture of that guy's wait, that, guy's yeah. getting, that guy's getting three more months. Of he's being he's being he's being blocked by knit hat crochet <laughs> knit hat. I just uh, the, the other day, like I saw this like 
fucking idiot, this girl, like, just dressed like a fucking moron, walked down the street, and normally I would, like, pull out my phone, take a picture of it, and just, like, tweet, like, it's like, don't dress like this. Uh, and then I, I stopped Wait myself. a minute! <laughs> and I stopped myself, and I was like, this is what being an adult is all about. Wait a minute! And I tweeted or just not being a Wait a minute! <laughs> what? Wait a minute! What? You just went on a tiny rant about people trolling on the internet, and then you're going to troll someone in life with their picture? I'm not going to put their face in it. Oh, you blur their I'm face. I'm going to show how much Yeah, we all did stupid. collectively just oh, laugh yeah. at this dude yeah. with a vest. Like, yeah. fuck you, vest guy. Yeah, what do you think of the context of this Netflix envelope? Quick. Yeah. Oh, um, 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 uh, uh, what would be in that guy's... I, I, uh, I look at that guy, and I think of the guy that... Uh, John Cusack's character in High Fidelity describes the guy right. that's fucking his oh, ex girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, he liked whatever world music, music was, was popular that week. <laughs> you know, this this the guy smells <laughs> patchouli stink <laughs> out of my store. Uh, it's but a I conservative think, outfit. Otherwise, it's yeah. just the I bet he's like the, I bet he's the guy who thinks he's way on, like he's ahead of the curve. But in that uh, envelope is Jiro jeans with sushi. I'll tell you that guy. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's the that, thing. That's the guy. That's the guy. When you go to any restaurant, even a non-Asian restaurant. And they give him a silver. He was like, "I brought my own chopsticks." Like that's <laughs> the that's the. Guy. I want to go. No matter what restaurant. No matter what restaurant. Give me a great steak. It's okay. I brought my own they're, chopsticks. They're just more efficient, you guys. This is, it's bamboo, so yeah. <laughs> I think he probably put that vest on and off at least three times today. I don't yeah. think he was sure. About it. You think so? Think how many times do you think? How many times do you think he buttoned it and then unbuttoned it and then buttoned it? So I think describe it. it had a like an almost southwest. Feel it was a, it was a, it was a southwestern yeah. vest, but like not. Not like a cool take on Southwestern Vest, like the kind of, I used to, uh, my ex-girlfriend's from Tucson, so we spent a lot of time in Tucson every year, we'd go there for New Year's, and it was like, it's like one of those truck stops that you stop at on the way to mm. Phoenix or Tucson, and, and then it's just like they have crazy shirts and then some, yeah. na- you know, like, it's always the and some vests. Pattern, and that yeah. weird, that thing playing the flute, what do they call that? That's in the pan, pan flute, flute thing. But it's the, the, it's the figure of the guy, like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, with every, the crazy hair. Everywhere. I don't know. That guy's dressed like the guy who does the books at the Alamo. Like the guy that, like, <laughs> it's like he's just in charge of keeping the business plan together. Let's not Wait, skip you mean on the, the Alamo draft house or the literal Alamo? <laughs> no, the Alamo. <laughs> The let's, actual Alamo. Let's, let's, books do they have let's not. Yeah. Wait, we we cannot ignore the fact that he was wearing this south this unironic southwestern vest <laughs> over a denim shirt. It was well. I think he's the, I think he's a roadie for Mumford and Son. I, think, uh, <laughs> I, still, I, still, dress, I still dress smartly. Yes, I'm he so was, glad he was when in I the saw... band when it was Mumford and Cousins, but yeah. they shut they it said, down. Like, you're the loose fucking yeah. I saw uh, when I first saw Mumford and Sons, I was so excited to see that the singer was just this guy that looked like he was made out of Guinness. <laughs> he just, he just uh, fucking, just fucking, it's got a, like a uh, layer over I him. I would love to be oh, made out of I haven't seen them or really heard them. I have successfully, I'm like an old man when it comes to anything pop culture. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. You don't listen, you listen, ha- listen to Rock, K-Rock? No. You haven't seen Jiro Jeans' Sushi? I haven't seen it. When you said that, I'm like, yeah, that guy probably thinks he's... Yeah. Uh, well, we were just Mumford, the internet, Mumford, just now, all of us. Mumford yeah. & Sons is a... Are they Scottish or Irish or British or I mean they're British. Irish. They're I don't need any more folk. Music. But they're basically yeah. they're a British Isles band that gives you the sense that they're mad about things that happened in another time. That's okay. I put it that, was I put not some, your fault, but mine. I I put some on Twitter like that, like American folk music, like. You can be a folk musician and talk about the time you worked at Sam Goody in '97. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Still, I mean, if you want to get to the blue collar roots of folk music, yeah. your job was, uh, you know, 
was done away with by technology. Well, is, you know, is, not quite you know out in the fields with a scythe and then a threshing table. <laughs> that's but the it's the same thing. But There's there no was, CDs. There was a whole anymore. crop. Of, there was a crop of bands of the like. You know, and I, I put Mumford and Sons in there with uh, Decemberis and Midlake. It's all these. There was this kind of it, this like frontier rock yeah. where it's like yeah. we're, band we're, of horses. We're describing. Rock. I wouldn't put band of horses in frontier really rock. Really, what well, along with the Decemberis and no, Midlake, no, no, a band be, that sounds like a combination no, of those two bands. No, because thematically, band of horses are singing about contemporary things. The weed is what they're singing about. Well, but fine. So they're thinking they're singing about weed. But you take you take Decemberis, you take Midlake, you take Mumford and Sons, and there's 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 this kind of anachronistic quality to the. Theme of what they're singing about is like this is from a, an era gone by that they're singing about themes from an old era yeah. is I what I, I think I haven't listened to the lyrics of Mumford and Sons I had no idea they were singing about old things I just what it's it feels so, like to oh, me. No, that so may I not. It's, it's, old, it's just all about love. Type, like old Love's the music, oldest thing you know. of all. Well, yeah, but so it's like Flog and Molly and shit like that. Yeah. Believe me, everyone on the internet's going to tell me I'm 50 different ways of wrong, and that's yeah. fine. That's well, just as, but as, a, but I'm allowed to. I'm entitled to my opinion, and that is how I perceive well, them. What's new music? What's a new sound? You know what it is? It's dubstep, and it's fucking terrible. Kyle, I don't know. Heard dubstep and corns new It's a Skrillex and corn song. Oh, turns out some guy, some guy told me online it's an entire album they did together. It's not just the one song. It's like two trucks full of suck crash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the worst of yeah, all. Worlds. Like they even started in the first place. <laughs> Let's do our dubstep Mumford and Sons. We'll do Dubford and Sons. Oh, Dubford and Sons. But it was not That's the heavy metal. Why is that dubstep? Well, because I can't make electronic uh, dubby noises. Michael Winslow should be seen a resurgence with all this dubstep. No shit. Oh my god. One man. Dubstep. If they were to remake Police Academy now, his He's character the would the do the He's dubstep. The He's the yeah. captain. Reggie Watts is the new. We did a show. We did a show in Dallas. It was in Dallas or uh-huh. Houston? It was Dallas, where like oh, uh, the yeah. other side of the club. Like the other side of the venue was there was like a dubstep concert going on. Well, I don't there know were what you there, call there it. were two. There were basically several rooms within. There were several different performance halls within this one venue, mm-hmm. and it was all like teenagers, like fucking sweaty teenagers and sweaty, dubstep. barely clothed teenagers. Oh god, it was so <laughs> hot. And then it turns out, <laughs> it turns out the way to dance to uh, dubstep is to just do all that pre break dancing moves. All those moves where you're just kind of like oh, getting yeah. ready to break you're dance, up, where you're about yeah. to go, you're yeah. about to go in the yeah. circle, but you yeah. don't quite. Yeah, you're just dancing around the circle. That's all dubstep dancing is. I mean, and not to sound totally old about it, like it, I've seen videos where it's definitely it can accompany a really great video. It does work in certain contexts. It's good for montages it's of a, fights. It, it works. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I don't want to like. You feel totally... like it needs a visual component. Rather I than feel, just an audio I feel component. It's like, I feel it's a type of music that came up because of visual components. I think, I think somebody made, had a video in mind and then made a soundtrack for it. And then yeah. it just became its own thing. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea. I like what you say about the pre-breakdance moves, that it really, it looks like... Uh, it looks like someone is about to jump into an imaginary well, and they're trying to psych themselves up to do it, but they never actually do it. Here we go. I'm going to do go. this. I'm going to jump go. this time. Come nah, on, I can't Jerry. Do it, man. You're not going to do I'm it. I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it. Oh, jeez. I'm going to do it. 
I had no hot water in my say. hotel in uh, in Atlanta, and it, I I likened taking a freezing cold shower to like I guess it sounds like that, but I likened it to like a reluctant white guy about to get into a double Dutch game. <laughs> so I was just at one end of the shower, like this is gonna suck. This sucks. Oh, I hate this so much. And I just jump in there, and like ah, so don't jump back out for a few yeah. seconds. Ugh. When did you? Uh, how long? When first of all, when did you move to Los Angeles? Two thousand three. And when did you start to? Ten years, baby. When did you start to feel like? Oh, this stuff that I'm saying on stage is really who I am, as opposed to I'm just writing jokes. Oh, I no, I know exactly what it was. Uh, it was right after uh, I bombed in Aspen. Aspen was tough. Aspen yeah. were tough crowds. It was, it was like just rich people. Yeah, and then you get there on the merits of like I like my set was just complaining about a job and being poor and a piece of shit, and then it's just rich white people looking at you going, "What? How could you? What?" Hmm. How is how could things be bad for Why you? Why is he <laughs> complaining about making a quarter of a million a year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after that, I bombed at that, and I came back. I'm like, well, that was my shot, and I blew it. All right, now I can just do whatever on stage. Like I just that's when the beard came. Ah. and that's when started, that's when you gave yourself the out. I remember. Did you have like a at thirty? At thirty, yeah, at thirty. I was gonna quit. At I was gonna move back to Chicago at thirty. Not yeah. quit, but move back Man, to Chicago. Move back and see what happens. Yeah, happened. young people always say dumb shit like that. When I'm 30, I'm just going to fucking give it up. And you get to 30 and you're like, I'm still uh, vibrant. I don't have much else going on otherwise. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not like a bunch of other opportunities were popping up. But no, it was 30. I turned to 30 in December and then like was like, all right, this is the age. I said I was going to do something. Found out about Aspen. Went to Aspen. Bombed at Aspen. But came back with like this renewed, like, oh, it doesn't matter. I just, I just talk about whatever. There's, no, there's nothing on the horizon. I'm just going to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And that's where it started. And then, the, and then you got uh, Carson Daly. Carson Daly came that year, which was actually, it was such a nice way to enter things. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, people like you know go all over the guy, but he's all right. I mean, he's still like his show, like it's still bands you never see on MTV or won't even hear about. He does, put yeah, a no, lot he, of like unknown acts on there. The Is guys it, that like make that show and him, like they're all very good at like exposing stuff. Like they did a piece on the like the meltdown, uh, Kamala yeah, yeah. meltdown show, and like it was just like it's like they they shot it well. It's like it's a like a nicely done piece, and like I, love, I started yeah. watching other stuff. He's from a good the guy. Show. No, it's good. They Carson's cover good, good stuff on there, but I love the out on that car on that episode after they come out of oh, the t- meltdown package. He's like. What is he playing? He's playing pool. Yeah. And or he shuffleboard. Goes, shuffleboard or pool. Shuffleboard. Yeah, and he just looks up and he goes, who, know that? who knew that was going on there? Yeah, like it could have been, could have been anything. Yeah. Well, that's where that, that, was, that was a day of, probably a day of generic raps. Yeah, yeah, Of exactly. generic rap rounds. Like, you're just going to give you an activity and then you just look up yeah, and you're exactly. like, yeah, the rest will be VO. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't really know where we're going to put this yet, so just make, just keep yeah. it open. Yeah. Hey, Carson, oh, my TV show. <laughs> I didn't see you come in. You know, it's like, there's going to be a point I was where just it's just like, like they're going to have a 10-year anniversary. Just me chilling, playing shuffleboard yeah. with a lighting crew around. Oh, I didn't see that's you like, there. That, it, by the way, playing shuffleboard alone is like stumbling onto someone playing tennis alone like it's, yeah. it's a weird you just get physically grueling yeah. <laughs> the most physically demanding thing this there guy's is amazing this guy's really good go back and forth like art's gonna blow um, but then like you also did like channel 101 stuff like around that time yeah too. people had me in, in channel one when i first got out here ryan ridley was uh he moved out about the same time and uh he was stand up in chicago but does more he does yeah. tv writing now but he was uh he moved out with like just Channel 101. That was his focus. Like that's what he was going to do. I was like, I didn't even know what it was. So because of him, they had me. Him and Danny Jelinek. Yep. Um, so there's always something going on. When did the face fucking rabbits animated piece surface? Oh, that was uh, that was on the first album. That was on. Uh, 
But did you did, did someone just make that for you, or well, did you? Six Point guys made that, six right? Six Point, yeah. Six Point Hard. Oh, Six Point made those. Yeah, yeah but that was like they 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 allow the people there. To like any of the guys or the animators there to like make their own projects and utilize like the people there, and that was kind of one of those little projects, right? Yeah, I, I, it was actually management. Got at least like you know it'd be a really good idea for the album is to put on an animated thing. We know these guys at at Six Point Harness. I was like, okay, you know, it's not like a good idea. And just he just sent me one still of what it was gonna be. I'm like, you know what you're doing. Like I don't want to. I don't want to put any influence in. This is what you do. I don't want to mess with it. Do you I'm feel there. like? Do you feel like you are? That you have a mind for any of the businessy stuff, or you're just like, I just want to do comedy and just tell me, just give me a mic and tell me where to go. Or do you really secretly like? I I my my thing is like looking like I don't look at what people did to become successful. I look what at what people did to fuck it all up and try to avoid that. I think <laughs> it's easier to affo- avoid giant mistakes if I know people have made them because I don't know what. Uh, I I this is it. I told jokes and I got this far. Keep telling jokes and keep writing jokes. That's what, all I know. Is there one big mistake that you can think of that people should avoid that you that you saw that you're like, yeah, just, don't do that. Just thinking that the money's always going to keep coming. Right. You know, I don't have. I don't know where it's going to come from. I mean, the, my saving grace is I tell people when to watch Workaholics. Right. The that, Voice that, of Comedy that, Central. That's it. That's that's like I forget because that check goes somewhere and gets in, put into account, and so I forget. Like that, I'm not. That can go away. Right. Yeah. Once that done, and they yeah. scramble. Yeah, but it won't because you're doing a great job. Thank you. Man. Yeah, you're gonna have your own show in Vegas soon, just My, like Pendulette. Hey, I, yeah, oh, I, I, wow! I tales. forgot he was the voice. He was the guy. Yeah. He was Comedy Central yeah. for the longest. Time. Only yeah. on Comedy Central. Early, I think he was like the, one of the first guys. Right? I think he was the first when guy. It was just what was it? it was just a Wally Collins hosting stand up, stand up, stand up, yeah. stand up. All it was and short attention span theater. Short attention span yeah. theater, and they were showing whose line reruns and. Kids and then, in the Hall reruns. Kids in the Hall yeah. reruns. And then eventually, and then um, uh, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. They, then did, they got Mystery Science Theater. When did Comedy Central start? It was the Comedy Channel. There was Comedy Channel and Ha. There was Ha Network and Comedy Channel. And I don't know what the ownership was, but it was like, I think one maybe was Viacom and one was HBO or something or other. Yeah. And then they merged to form Comedy Central. And this was probably late 80s, early 90s. And that's why there's the two, like, like the whole thing about Comedy Central. There's the New York and the L.A. offices, and that's kind of how that Not happened, right? Not so much anymore, but, it, like, but, but for the longest time. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably what it was. But, yeah, so they were, I, and, and I think that probably goes back to, I first remember watching Comedy Central in, like, 92, maybe, so yeah. I so I don't think the Comedy Channel or Ha lived for very long as solo yeah. channels, and I think they just I assume just realized like, yeah, it's probably yeah, really just for one channel. Yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is like having that like it was just stand up clips. Like, yeah, this one's about food, and it just being you know, yeah, that was, that was short attention span theater yeah. where they would uh, they would like like theme the shows. You know what that was? Most. That was the precursor to the playlist. That you might have in your like i like an iTunes playlist. Oh yeah, yeah. It was oh, basically yeah. A, it was basically a keyword playlist. Now here's nine comics <laughs> talking the, about yeah, beards. That was the one I had. Your beard, by Do the way, your beard is guy? fucking gorgeous. I trimmed it yesterday. It's like a topiary. Like it's it, it's it grows it's, straight. That's what I'm jealous of. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's bonsai like. No, I'm it's really a just... little little snip here and there. Set back from it. Don't go all at it once. Little snip. Go back. Snip snipperoo. Couple days later, come back in with a little bit. Yeah, it's a constant. It's a con- it is a constant. It's one yeah. of the few things that I can. Re- it's relaxing. Yeah, I can't. I can't grow with that. But it, like my my, it grows out and patchy, and that's why I always end up just kind of keeping the stuff. Your, your yeah. face is your own Zen garden. 
It is. I yeah. also don't have a chin, so the beard helps there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is where, this is where my face stops. Look at that stupid. stupid <laughs> this is where yeah. my face stops. I didn't make friends with Kyle until he had a beard. No, no I, I this, that this beard Kyle's just more interesting. That yeah. beard changed. Uh, it changed that beard. This one, yeah, that not one. so much, but that one. I, it's not the same one anymore. Oh, seven, I'm sure it's grown out. Oh, seven was a good depression beard. It was after Aspen. Like, like that was part of the whole. Like it's all over. So big stupid beard. Yeah, and it wasn't. Uh, I don't want to say I got in early on the beard game, but uh, yeah. we're looking. We're looking. Like there were no well, beards funny, before like, uh, 2007. Zach, uh, Zach Galvanetti. Yeah, that's he, when he guy. was depressed, he grew his beard. It was after late Late World with Zach was canceled. Right. And then that's when he just like grew the huge beard up. Yeah, it was like that was like I read that story. I was like, oh, this is very similar. Whatever yeah, happened to that drinking, guy? Started drinking and grew a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Uh, I don't know. I grew this one. Attack of the Show got canceled. <laughs> that, that's that's right. You just grow your the podcast beard. was my beard. I guy started the podcast when <laughs> yeah. something else failed. It's yeah. like wearing pajamas. Yeah, it's Chris, like you're pajamas totally straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly don't care. So. Yeah. I have a question for you, Kyle, and oh, yeah. I, I apologize for this question, but it's just because I oh, uh, I wonder about these kinds of things. Let's get deep. Let's get into um, stuff. The um, y- do you feel like your you know your special is called Whiskey Icarus? Icarus. Whiskey Icarus. Whiskey Icarus. That's, right, that's a tongue twister. Whiskey Icarus. <laughs> um, do you feel like the drinking was a really huge? And I'm sorry to just take it here out of nowhere. Let's do you feel like that it. was a really huge part of your comedy? Do you feel like you can or can't perform without it. I know you quit for a while, and I'm not. I'm not judging, and I I'm not quit. asking. No, but I but quit. oh, I thought you. T- I no. thought you scaled back or something. Yeah. Okay. Scaled, scaled forward. <laughs> uh, not not to make it about that, but do you, no. But, let's talk about it. I, I'm uh, because you're you're sober. I am, and I don't think everyone. Sh- I don't think everyone should be. Thank I just God. think I should be. <laughs> but I'm just curious. To get, I'm curious to get your take on it because I. You know, like there are two paths in my life where it's like one path is I continue doing this and one path is I don't. And so I'm always interested to, to find out from people how they do manage it because, I, you know, some people can. Well, I, I think I'm t- writing for, for comedy. I'm trying to come up with different perspectives because it can't all just be like, I got drunk and then I ate dumb shit. <laughs> Which is what most that's of my That's for ad. Twitter. You hold that for Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Oh, no, Twitter. That's yeah. all Twitter is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is the only reason I use Twitter. Can't wait with this pizza. <laughs> I do enjoy his Twitter. <laughs> that's the only reason. You got to bring back uh, Why I'm Dead or what was it? Uh, oh, I'm Dead and it's all my fault. Yeah. yeah I that was, love that, that one. That was a fun one. But, the, uh, yeah, the drinking thing, I drink a lot. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I am probably drink every night, but I don't drink by myself. And it's it, sometimes it is just like maybe it's four beers. That's more than most people. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's a lot. Right. Which is maybe a problem. <laughs> well, also <laughs> you, you drink shit beers, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like yeah. I'm You're not drinking. like I just have six scotches a night. It doesn't affect me. Yeah, it's like yeah. I just drink Budweiser, and you know, socially I like get a little buzz going, um, but I don't get teetotal all the time. I can't perform drunk. I won't. I'll have a beer on stage with me. It's more aesthetic, and that's what I like to sip while I'm up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I won't go on stage uh, drunk. I mean, in town's different. Five minute, ten minute spots, like we're talking about. But I feel if somebody paid to go to a club, I should be in a condition to deliver. I just know I can't deliver. I'm not funnier when I'm drunk. People were laughing at me when I was drunk, but that didn't mean the jokes were good. Right. So now I realize that yeah, you know, maybe two beers. If I have two beers by the late show, that's it. Well, I, I used to have to get, you know, there were some shows in the early days where I would get so nervous. Like if I was ever performing at Largo, when Largo was at its, when, when the Monday Night Largo show was at its peak, you know, in the, <coughs> the early 2000s, 
mm-hmm. when there were just you know there were lines to get in the place was jam packed and you were performing alongside you know cross and Patton and yeah. and you know people like that at, who were just so fucking amazing to watch uh and I would get so nervous. I, I would pound like four beers before I got on stage. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I could perform that way, but it got to a certain point where it did not work anymore. And I would just kind of stand on stage with a blank head and be like, yeah. I don't think this is good. Slurring words. I hate it. When yeah. There's a gift. Slurring words or forgetting how a joke goes. I just, you know, just, just yeah. Ugh. And it also, you know, I think it's sometimes you have to think about who do I want my audience to be? And if I'm a, if I'm totally drunk on stage, is that the audience that I necessarily want to have to be that guy for? Because that's going to attract that, and then everyone's going to be like, "Let's get fucked up, That's okay. That's one of those things. I mean, there, I, don't, I know there's some comics that have disdain for the crowd that they bring. You know? <laughs> like you sowed these seeds, friend. Yeah, and I I just get guys that look like me. You know, do you get that? Like, I get it, man. Yeah, I get what you're talking about. Yeah, every once in a while, like I'll get a tweet from a guy like, "I just ordered my you know Jonah Radio shirt." I'll look at it, it's just I'm like, "Is that me? Am I?" Tweet- <laughs> yes. Oh am my I, god. Am I That's tweeting myself from the fucking, fucking Midwest the again? Fu- the podcast Moser and I do. We release T-shirts. Four Eyes and Beard is the name of the fucking podcast because yeah. he had a beard. I didn't have a beard at the time. But break it down. Everyone, <laughs> every single person <laughs> that took a picture looks like me. With a beard, what? That's Every hilarious. single like, picture. Me, yeah, I mean, this like the beard was a thing when I was like when I was doing comedy. People would like look at me right away. Going on stage, it was something to look at, and now. Every time I go, like local guys all look like me, and not like not saying that I influence. It's a real dick thing to say. Like everybody's mm. ripping off my style, man. <laughs> but like no, but like the you know the the Louis C.K. not liking yourself was I mean, that was always a theme in comedy. But then also to look you know schlubby with a beard and do I'm a piece of shit comedy is popular, and and, and people are doing it great. But now is like, like headlining after three guys that, that just do a the... great job doing yeah. that. Like, I got to start talking about something else because well, yeah. they're still broke. Trying to write, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They're, they're still drinking, and they got the new. They, they can write about anything because they're newer. I'm like, yeah. I'm just trying to write about. I'm trying to write things positively. Like yeah. Look at a subject, and instead of knee jerk trying to make fun of it. Write about something you like, or try and pick the up. Like, oh, why do I hate this? What's wrong with me? Why do I dislike? That's this? a real Chicago like, style right now. I've noticed. So, like a lot of you guys, like you and uh, TJ and Pete and Kumal, it's like it's this like incredulous like like wonder of just like it's like, can you believe this? This is amazing. And I can't. Well, and just to look to look through the lens of comedy always when you're walking around like this is this material is this material for that to be negative all the time like this sucks. Look at this is stupid. Like that's a miserable existence. Even if the act is good because of it, I don't want to live yeah. that way. Do you feel that this is an interesting comedy comedy nerd question for you? You know, as you're getting more popular as what people perceive to be your comedy, do you feel more beholden to do you do you feel more of an obligation to write that or like as as your career gets better, your personal life's going to change, your environment's going to change, some yeah. things will get better, you might get happier in some ways that you weren't before. So do you feel more of an obligation to represent who you really are as Kyle or to keep up that staged Kyle that people got that got popular. Yeah. No, I I've gotta like be who I am at the moment. I can't be like, man, my day job sucks. Like right. I don't have a day a half hour I go in and tell people when to watch workaholics. That's my day job right yeah. now. <laughs> like I can't Yeah, that's just a lot I'm not gonna Larry the cable guy. 
Brian, my friend Brian Cook calls me hipster Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> and it's so, and it hurts because it's perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, eat two Big Macs at midnight, buddy. You're Kyle the artisanal butcher. <laughs> this is a good, this is I a good I already see a t-shirt. I want it. I want the t-shirt. Kyle the artisanal butcher. Yeah. Why are you wearing an apron? It's, it's, it's yeah, the thing. It's, Don't yeah, worry it's about it. Expect. Just all these flannels I buy have no sleeves. That's yeah. Larry the Cable Guy talking. Craft, yeah, craft beer. <laughs> so I took those shirts and I sewed sleeves onto them. <laughs> yeah. And then rolled the sleeves up. Rolled the sleeves up. The blue, cl- the blue collar yeah. ethic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, just, I'll, just take, I'll, just, I'll just take a beef chuck. <laughs> There's 15 different kinds. <laughs> it's, uh, it's plaid collars. Yeah. Pla- plaid collar comedy tour. You know, Pacific uh, Northwest. These, these calves we only let listen to Mumford and Sons. Uh, and the meat is. I thought we said hipster. We're tender. <laughs> so, uh, do you, are are you are you touring a lot now, or are you? That's it, man. Just the road. Yeah. Where where have you been that you like? That's well. That's what's great about Calgary. I go to cities that I would never want to like have no interest in going to as a trip, but then you go there because of comedy, and you find out, oh, this place is great. You have know, you been like, to Tacoma, Have you been to the Tacoma Comedy Club yet? I just did that one in December. It's fucking fun. That was it was great. I've been I've been preaching about that place because whenever I find a club that it's run well that I really like, yeah. I want to tell everyone they should go perform there. Well, I, yeah, and they had three clubs in that city, which is not they won't let that glass thing go there. They well, really forced the idea that they're a glass city. They got the glass museum. Every hotel oh yeah, a glass sculpture. It's like give it a fucking rest. I get it. Yeah. Like they're so every, desperate. Every city has glass. Yeah, well, like it's like it's like the kid that came back one summer and like now he's goth. Like I'm goth. Yeah, did, yeah. You, did I tell you I'm goth? Look how goth I am. Like that's how the whole city is about their glass. My bedroom's sculptures. black. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Don't look at it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at it. It totally, it totally but, is. I'm not totally sure. Is. Yeah. But I've done like I just did uh, Laughing Skull. Yeah, Atlanta was it last weekend. That place fun. Yep. Uh, Dallas Improv surprise. Addison fun. Addison, Texas. Yep. Yeah. That's a good room. I normally don't do the improvs too much just because. You don't know, like, like, like chicken fingers? <laughs> well, when they're in, like, when it's just part of, like, the, like, the preconceived date night area of town, like, yeah. you could tell whatever parent company owns the bar and the club. And the... Addison, Texas is really interesting because there's no residential zone in Addison, it's all commercial. So oh, really? is yeah, it's all businesses and what and like the hotel that you stay at when you perform at the Addison Improv. Yeah. But other than that, it's all restaurants and malls and wow. movie theaters. It is. It's pretty. It's pretty suburban. It is like every chain kind of. The first time I the performed there, someone's like, "Welcome to Addison, home of a hundred thousand dollar millionaire." Like everyone <laughs> makes, <laughs> everyone doesn't make a lot of money, but everyone drives Mercedes. You know, uh, it's like one of those well, cultures. Get, yeah, and then the bar across the street is like across the hallway is like a dueling piano. The dueling bar, piano bar. I don't. Why is that? Well, I mean, it should be you piano cage uh, match. I want two I want to see much more violence if it's dueling. Yeah. Well, I, need I want to know. like if like one's better than the other, they can press like a certain chord, and then the <laughs> other guy's fucking piano explodes. Yeah. It's I all, just I just want to know who's going to play New York State of Mind better. And I just can't us. wait till I see that one white girl that thinks it's hilarious to dance to Baby Got Back. Because <laughs> I'm still looking out there, guy. Oh, I'm not seeing a girl clever enough Kyle, to you realize. You got it, man. You got it. I'm not seeing a girl clever enough to know that that's going to be really funny. I think they should add a scanner's element to the dueling piano uh, scenario. 
where it's like the harder they play and then someone else's and the other guy's nose starts to bleed and then their fucking the, their frontal lobe just unfolds onto the front of the piano as they explode. You gotta pick it up. No, you got this. The stupider he gets, he's just like Crocodile Rock. Just play Crocodile Rock. How do you how do you write? Do you write? Do you sit down and write, or do you just go up on stage and just sort of riff it out? Go up there and figure it out. That's more conversational. Why? What do you do? You sit down, you write it. I just started doing it that way. Yeah, with, the, with the new jokes. hour. That's <laughs> right. When I write my worst stuff, and it's been, I, but I, I, I love it because it's because I don't feel so trapped. You know, the old. I think the ten minute set comedy writing mentality is. Well, I have 10, 15 minutes. I have to get as many jokes in here as possible. And so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you start thinking about comedy in terms of the turn and the jokes yeah, and not as much about, well, who am I and what do I want to say? And when you have more time, don't you think it feels like, oh, I can talk. And then the comedy sort of comes out of this me as a person as opposed to how am I going to say the word pussy at the end of this and make it the turn? <laughs> well, I, th- I, I see a lot. Of, I don't know if it's like the Louis C.K. influence, but. Comedy's you know more popular than ever, and you see guys going up there like ah, I'm just gonna bullshit and, yeah. and you know talk about my life like no 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 you write jokes <laughs> you're new you write <laughs> jokes yeah. Louis can bullshit I don't and it care sounds about like your material life. you're 22 yeah <laughs> you're depressed at 22 cheer up well <laughs> and I think you know I think if you if you watch if you watch Louis's older stuff and I think I think Louis's material pre 2003 mm-hmm. is much I mean like they're it's all really obviously well written mm-hmm. but it's much more conceptual conceptual yeah, yeah. joke based animals like, racist right or yeah. like the or like the guy in hell who's like oh suck my cock did you just blow that guy right. you know you didn't yeah, have to do, do that, that yeah. like they're they're more like he's really writing more bits and concepts as yeah. opposed yeah. to now yeah cool because and then you start and then you have that skill set so when you are just riffing, and you're like, "Oh, this would fit exactly. This is how yeah. a joke would fit in here." It's basically, this is where uh, yeah. I think I think it's like people trying to become a master, like people being like, "I could I could sculpt David. Do you know how to draw? Nah, I'll figure it out." Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you or, really should. Well, seeing Louis C. I mean, it looks so easy to be up there and nonchalantly. I mean, I was I aped Hedberg when I started, which is kind. I mean. Probably the best because those were jokes, like figuring out jokes. To do, I mean, granted, it was his personality that sold a lot of them, but so that's I was doing like one-liner stuff, like Hedberg. Yeah, when I started, I tried to do one-liner stuff too, yeah. and I and was it, like, "It's not the, me." Yeah, the defense mechanism of staring at the ground and just yep. going, "Here's a joke, that good, okay, next joke, this yeah, one work." Put exactly. a star. I'm not going to engage to the audience, so no matter how I do, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm it, a writer, guys. That was me. I was such yeah. a prick. I'm a writer. I really shouldn't be here. I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you write? These jokes to These tell jokes. you. So you're a comedian. Yeah. Uh, a writer comedian. Yeah, but being it's really comedian, on the page. It's on the page is where the Being a comedian is. is just a way to get them out. It just seems so needy being yeah. a comedian. I'm a writer. Uh, what do you think the goal of a comedian is? <laughs> do you think the goal of a comedian is... <laughs> do you think the goal of a comedian is really just should be funny? Or do you think the goal of a comedian is to... Well, I want to be as much of myself on stage as I can be. And then that's funny. What do you? What or do you is think? there social responsibility to it? Like somebody, somebody brought that up too. Like people listen to you. I, I think I went off on Twitter. I'm like, oh yeah, because let's listen to comedians to like boil boil major issue da- issues down, oversimplify things, and use that as a soundbite to determine how you should feel politically <laughs> or socially. It's like no, they're comedians. That's what they do. You shouldn't base you know your worldview on that. But then mm. somebody's like, well, no, you have a you have a social responsibility as a comedian. Like you're 
the mouthpiece of stuff. Like I don't believe in that. I don't think you're a mouthpiece. <laughs> do you? Do you? Uh, how does your throat hold up on the road? I lose my voice a lot. I don't. I don't really scream in the act. I mean, I'm not. It's if I'm dry, if I'm getting wasted afterwards, it's it gets bad. But I'm not again. I'm like I'm drinking, but yelling I'm over dueling pianos. Yeah, screaming and trying to meet ladies over dueling pianos. I really like the way you danced to "Baby Got Back." Um, <laughs> no, my voice is all right. Pete Pete was one. Holmes gave me like he gets boxes of this weird. I don't know some kind of gypsy grease that he swallows. <laughs> I remember when his packets of gypsy grease when he swallows because he because he screams when TJ was doing mashup like he would uh, go off stage like in between like bringing all the comics out and doing all his bits yeah. which is a lot of screaming but like he would like go back and he was like this kind of like weird little steamy oxygen thing that he would breathe into to like coat his throat so he wouldn't was? yeah. Really? I, I, yeah. Or just freebasing. I'm not sure. Again, I can't tell the difference. Again, maybe there's one of those things where it's like the mistakes that I'm making that I'm not realizing. Like, you know what? Take care of yourself. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. You, you age. Eventually. And you, get, you get hurt. Things, yeah. go, things go You'll south. You'll find that out soon with the pizzas. <laughs> I know. I, I have tried, I've tried to be better about my and you're a, And you're a small guy. Yeah, I'm a little guy. Yeah, you're a little guy. You're, I, you're, I get upset about that where it's like I see me like if I can drink in beers and eat pizza. I'm I like, do like I don't tweet about the balancing act that I do of like oh yeah I exercised and I rode bikes and I yeah. you know eat usually pretty well. That'd be a lot less. But I would fun. just have I no, would just like even though yeah, even outside the weight gain I would just have like heartburn. I'd be like just upset all the time. That's my problem. I don't. I'm not very affected by stuff. You know what you should do? You, I, I think I think you could find great success with going out. And talking literally about that stuff, honestly, yeah. Because then people would be like, <laughs> "Come on, yeah, you know, like, yeah. no, like I, I put a whole cucumber in there, and it's uh, it fills <laughs> the up biggest thing about those juicers is cleaning them. That's, <laughs> that's why I don't get one. That's why I spend the money to get one from a store. <laughs> oh, you're cleaning, you're cleaning carrot pulp out of everything. <laughs> it's, I mean, no, it's you know, you get one of those uh, centrifuge ones. They're pretty easy to clean. I got, well, I, got I got Chloe a Vitamix for Christmas because she loves that. She loves good for the smoothies, not for juicing. Not Vitamix. shut up about the Vitamix. Yeah, it's like a power blender. The Vitamix also has a heating those. element that you can make soup in it, and it just heats it up. Yeah, this episode of the Nerdist Podcast brought to you by Stamps.com. <laughs> no, Vitamix is not giving us anything. I've given them money. I was like, I was, I, I had to buy it, and like, uh, I was like, oh, I'll just take this. I was getting it for D for uh, Christmas, and I was like, oh, I'll just take that one. And then he's like, all right, cool. And then like, I saw how much it was, and like, I had this like, oh, wait. <laughs> this like moment where I'm like, how much do I love her? Uh, <laughs> my sister my sister works for Steve Harvey for the Steve Harvey show so she gets all this free stuff she got a Vitamix she got, oh, like shit. free got hooked up like free Dick Tracy suits like give yeah <laughs> he did own his own clothing store correct yeah, yeah. but they but they but he but I uh, everything had I, nine buttons no less <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I saw Steve Harvey's clothes, it's just like these very angular lines and bright colors of like it. They look like Dick Tracy villains. It's suits. like when, like yeah. when, like an like an 80s drawing, uh, like fashion drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm in fashion. These are my drawings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Wide shoulders that go into a peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triangles to the waist. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a contemporary, the MC Hammer. Contemporary <laughs> zoot suits. Yeah, yeah. I think he's toned it down a little bit. Yeah. I was wondering. There's no binge eating like health food shows like. I'd like to see somebody eat so much salad. <laughs> just, you know, like, I tried that. Salad whores. Who could eat salad until they just shit their pants? Yeah. That's all that would happen. That was all, yeah, exactly. Ugh. But you'd feel like the guy still, he's like, you had so many times. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go for a walk. Just like, <laughs> yeah. still, just kind of do whatever he wants. Yeah, I don't feel all right. Feel good. That's good. my pitch. I feel health, real good. Health food, health food challenges. 
Where you can't eat unhealthy. I want to do, do a pitch where it's uh, follow me while I stress eat, and then uh, we'll just see. Like last night when I was like, I'm gonna go get a diet coke and five donuts. I, I was like, in five the store, donuts. Uh, there was they had just brought out the blueberry donuts. All right, all right. Oh. Okay, that's one. On board, right? <laughs> that's one. Then the red velvet donut came out. Two. Wait, it, where the you, fuck is this red velvet donut? You, oh, it's at SK's. Did you keep it at five because at least, like, well, I didn't eat. Yeah, I didn't eat half a dozen. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. They call, that, they call that a Myra's dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> and then I fell asleep watching the Sam Mendes commentary on Skyfall's Blu-ray. Uh, and I, was like, I used to. <laughs> what a life. Christ. What life How many is times this? have you seen that movie now? God damn it. I used to, I remember like 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 in my like early mid twenties, I would fucking every night I would get wasted. I would like start the night off with a fucking forty ounce of like Bud Light. I would end the night with a fucking huge ass fucking burrito from mm. Cactus Taqueria on Vine. And then I would just fall asleep on my couch watching like Shaun the Dead or Stand by Me. I was like and that was almost every night. Every night. And I, now, like, I fucking watch what I eat and I fucking gain more weight than I ever have before. Because you're well, worried about it, I think. I, uh, mm. yeah, I I Sad to say, but getting a DUI of the other reasons it was, you know, yeah. bound to happen and it's better for me that I don't drink and drive. No uh no Del Taco no. runs yep. no Del Taco. What Dude. uh what was the I don't I don't know if I knew about the DUI. What was the what were the circum how did it turn that out? Was, well that's what I called that's why the album's called Whiskey Icarus, because that's what I called finally getting a DUI. You, you, you drank too to close to the sun. Finally, whiskey Icarus finally flew a little too close to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I mean, it's sad. Like I'm not saying it from a point of pride that it was. It was bound to happen. Just I mean, you go out and drink. You drink four or five beers. I can handle myself on four or five beers. Yeah. But I got pulled. I got pulled over on Franklin. Do it. I was doing five miles an hour over the limit, and I was. It was just fo- enough. Following a car too closely. No, I know what it was, and I. I don't know if I talk about it in the special. I was singing. Really? I was singing. I was driving my truck and I was singing. I was singing Tesla. Because <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna not listen to Tesla and sing along. To yeah. It. Maybe that was the, what the ticket was really about. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get him a... There's no law against Tesla, but just it take It was Tesla's first drummer that pulled him over. Oh, what is this? Later year stuff, huh? No thanks. Got no mechanical resonance in You know, I left because I wanted to. I had other pursuits. <laughs> lady was pressuring me. So it was just a, a light buzz and five miles over the speed limit. Falling to, that, that's all, those are all very minor things. Yeah. Mm. You've been drunk way more than that and driven. Yes. Yeah. Never again. I talked myself out of a DUI once. Did you? Yeah, I lied up a storm. And oh, luckily, you, to I still, yourself where you said, don't get in the car, John? Don't get in the car, John? No, no, no. I wish. <laughs> it would have been safer for everyone involved. Uh, I was in uh, South Pasadena trying to find someone's house like late at night, and I just I took a turn... And I was like in the wrong lane to turn down the street. It was one of those like multiple, you know, mm-hmm. five light things. And, and it was fine. No one was around. But like, you know, they saw it and they pulled me over. And luckily I still had my old Hawaii license. And like, I just like just start going, I'm visiting my brother. He lives in San Diego. I drove up here in the morning because I was like, just this crazy elaborate lie came out where I was like, it's uh, it's like his, it's his girlfriend. It's not his girlfriend. Like, I mean, they kind of off and on, but like, it's like <laughs> she works on this studio and she said I could hang out for a day and I've been on set all day. Oh, you're annoying. Just go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, they're like, well, can you call someone to pick you up? I'm like, I think I remember a number. Did you and- cry? 
What? Where, did you cry? I, I got close, but I was a man about it, and they respected it. You know? Yeah. 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 Men don't cry. They just let their voice crack while they try to hold <laughs> yeah. back the emotion. Yeah. And I just don't know what I'm doing. I got my flight tomorrow back home, and it I goes, just... It goes up into Bobcat register. Yeah. 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 Ah! I just work in a poi factory. <laughs> in a poi factory. That was racist. <laughs> what? Not racist. Just bring it back. That's fine. They make, they make poi there. They do. It's not good. No. Nope. It's not a good thing to eat. <laughs> what is it? What, what, it's taro root smashed down, so it just kind of becomes this like stringy pudding kind of thing, and it just doesn't taste good. And, they, and then people say, put sugar in it. and it doesn't just doesn't sound good. It's not good, but it's like the Hawaiian meal. Brought it Spanish, sounds like the stuff you make paper mache with, where you, <laughs> yeah. like, you dip paper in it Pulp, and then just yeah. decoupage something. Yeah, it, does, it something. does have that consistency. Yeah. But this is what I do every time. now. <laughs> where are you performing next, Kyle? Doing a Glasgow Comedy Festival. Oh, Glasgow. Oh, wow. That's coming up. Yeah, that's in March. That's coming up soon. Pretty ballsy. Uh, you been uh, you been over there? I've been through Glasgow, but I've never performed there. I don't think I would do well in Glasgow. I don't do well overseas. I, I just ever. feel like someone would break a bottle over my face in Glasgow. Likely to happen to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take one in your in your place in your honor. I appreciate that. What's next? Uh, have you done Edinburgh? No, I don't want to go there for a month. It's a long time. That sounds kind of. That sounds kind of miserable. Didn't Kumail do it? Yeah, but he only well, did it for half the time. Yeah, he did it. Oh. But like, uh, I think it was Kurt Braunohler was talking about like you get this Edinburgh depression where you're just like your body can't drink anymore. But that's what everyone does every night. I've and heard then, that. Well, I was talking yeah. to Pepitone yeah. about it, and uh, when we were at Sketchfest, and he was talking about how like now he's getting booked like all over Europe, like. Really? Like yeah, he's going to like he was in Norway, and then I'm like, and then we were all just like, yeah, because you're what they think an American guy is because he has that New, York, that New York voice. Yeah, he's got the fucking he yells like yeah. he thinks we all, like but he all also like do. just disses like America, like yeah. a lot of it's like it's and he like, also shits on we us, yeah. are the worst. You know, he's great. He's fucking great. It'd be like it'd be like that getting an, it'd, be, it'd be like it'd be like having an Australian comic kill over here and back in mm. Australia. They're like. Oh, yeah, we don't like that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was like seeing the same. I was in Australia. Oh, wait, they, that came out wrong. I'm sorry. I love Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. Okay. But like seeing the same version of hack comedy with an accent and then seeing it kill. Oh, like, yeah. Like yes! the guy like, anybody from this place? All right, clap. All right, everybody from here, clap. All right, everybody from this place. Fuck your sheep, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and people like, this room's going, oh, God, this is the best thing we've seen. He was the MC, and I went up and just ate it. Aye. I I had that uh, I I had that experience where I was doing a show and the, and there and it was uh, the crowd was not loving anyone and then Australian guy with a crazy hat comes out yeah and it's just like they just fucking carried him out of the room no. like I oh, just yeah. and ju- and like what was working down there I mean I did a show with Kumail 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 killed rightfully so and uh, I was like it was okay at the show we were on but the, the this other one, oh, that was Ireland where the 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 sheep fucking thing happened. That was the joke there, but <laughs> but seeing like what like what's appreciated in these plays where it's just somebody just like if you know like Americans that go there and kill and it's the most basic like men and women stuff. Yeah, and it's it's and it kills over there like because it's just like oh it's. I don't know why it kills over there. Yeah, I think I think I think you did. You get some extra points for having a different accent. If you have a different accent, yeah. there's a package thing that's involved. That's part of your presentation that immediately people are a little charmed by because your accent's different. But I don't think. Yeah, I think I don't think being an American helps. 
elsewhere. But over here, I think it does. I Being an American here works pretty good. Being American in America is the best Yeah, thing. it's probably one of the best yeah, things in the world. It's the greatest yeah. thing any human could achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really proud of myself for being American. Yeah, I just I was close. <laughs> 70 years earlier. Ooh. Yeah, no way. Know. Not even that. 19... Uh, 50, 1960. 50-something, 50 yeah. 55, well, 60. Technically, my thing still 55 stands. 55 is when it became a state. From now. An, I, I remember there's an I Love Lucy episode where they're talking about it. Yeah. Hawaii becoming a state. And what were you eating when you watched that? <laughs> All the chocolates, just like Lucy. <laughs> right. Just like Lucy. <laughs> Except there was no conveyor belt. <laughs> <laughs> it was my tongue. <laughs> Depression, depression was the conveyor belt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> me pulling the tablecloth closer and closer <laughs> instead of getting up to get food. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that episode where she put too much yeast in the bread and then the loaf became the size of the kitchen? That's my dream. Just That's your, my dream. Your way through that. <laughs> That's how you kill yourself. You're just sitting there. <laughs> he hot pocketed himself. <laughs> He died as he lived, oh, preparing God. the hot pocket. My emotional, himself. my emotional problems with food are hilarious. <laughs> it makes you feel good when you eat it. Oh, oh God. It. The so wheezy good. laugh is really what made that line fucking sale. Well, that might have been the cigarettes. <laughs> hey, you can't just eat Myra dozens of things all the time. Sometimes you got to grout it with cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, That's right, delicious. kids. Mm. Now I want to drink and eat. Nerd is back. <laughs> I know. Let's just do it. Now I want to drink and eat. I'll, I'll watch you guys. You can eat. You guys want to go to happy hour at the counter? You don't eat. Yeah, you don't. You, do you eat? Do you eat shitty stuff? Do you break? I do eat shitty stuff. I eat shitty stuff all the time. I just don't. I just. I just don't eat a lot of it. Like mm. if I have a this guy, <laughs> but it's not. It's you not, can stop yourself. You're What's relating to no one. I know. It's but the next believe bite me, always tastes better than the with, one with you're the with, with the alcoholic <laughs> with the alcohol gene that I have. It is amazing. I, oh, did, um, I, does that ever still does that bug you yet? Do you no, no, it doesn't bother me at all. I don't mind the not drinking. I love I love that I don't drink. It makes me I like it. I I I never regret it. You feel like you have a leg up on society. Because no, you're like, just, everyone else is a little buzzed right now. I'm at the how was, Yeah, how was hanging out? Like after you quit, how was going out? And then like it was tough for a year or so because. Well, especially when you first quit, you build so many reasons around drinking where it's like, when a good thing happens, I'll go celebrate. When a bad thing happens, I'll go drown my sorrows. After a show, we're all hanging out. You know, and so it was, and I, you know, like even every day at six o'clock, I'm going to watch a Simpsons rerun and have a beer. You know, Mm -hmm. like it was trying to do all those same things, but without that anchor involved and still try to. And it feels boring at first until you separate it from your head. But I'll tell yeah, you what I found when I was when we were flying back from <laughs> we were flying back from Las Vegas. That guy's just wearing a helmet, helmet eating an he apple. Just doesn't care. <laughs> we were flying back from Las Vegas on Southwest, and we were in a, in a row. And the guy sat uh, the guy who sat in the aisle. I it, I had the worst visceral reaction because he He's sweating out. He had been drinking all night clearly, and I I knew with the situation. It was an early morning flight. He probably either didn't go to bed or slept for an hour, and. He just like the smell of it that just ferment that fucking sweat ferment smell. Yeah. And then every time he would turn to look out the window, he would breathe in our direction. And it was just like, and you know, Chloe could even smell it from her. And it it, it turned my fucking stomach. And I just, it was those moments where I go, I'm so glad I don't, because I knew he did not, there was no way that guy felt (laughs) it. Chloe could even smell it from one inch next to you. (laughs) (laughs) When you can smell someone's, it's a joke about Southwest. Yeah, but when you can, (laughs) when you can smell someone's breath across two seats, that's pretty bad. I uh, that actually happened where I fell asleep on a flight. It was a Christmas Day 
in the e- like the evening of Christmas that I was flying back from Chicago and I was like, I guess I'll get a beer. It's Christmas, and then turned into like everybody just buying rounds at this bar. And uh, one of the better jokes I think I've made. I was drinking. It was a it was a roadie for meatloaf. <laughs> you could tell still on speed or yeah. out of speed, but like. Like his knees bounced when he ate a burrito, like double bass drums with his legs. <laughs> but he was talking about touring with Meatloaf, and he's, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, it's like South America, they love loaf, man, they love them, <laughs> loaf, loaf. South America loves them. Europe kills America, nothing. I'm like, well, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Come on." <laughs> Did he see it coming? I, 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 he was not impressed. He really? Didn't like it. Well, I guess he must yeah. have heard all the loaf jokes. I know, I know, all the loaf. Uh, but that, anyway, yeah, wasted, fell asleep on my flight, woke up to a girl just going, here's a piece of gum. Oh! <laughs> said that oh, to me. Oh, no! Oh. We're landing. Here's some gum. <laughs> oh. Because I just... But you want to go out? Open oh, mouth snoring. That's the worst. <laughs> oh. so awful for you in the past. <laughs> It was like last year. <laughs> I feel awful for you not that long ago. Oh, fuck. I kind of feel bad for that girl. <laughs> I am. And because, and then she was in the middle, and the guy in the end was somebody we were drinking with, too. So we were all like, like oh, we're on the same flight. What's up, guys? And just, ugh. Just, I, I constantly fall asleep, and I know I snore. And I, oh, like, I, I know I've got I to the point too. now, I'm like, just elbow me if I start snoring. So I yeah. say that to somebody next to me. You should just, you should get one of those, uh, one of those breathe crazy machines, trips. not a breather. Like, yeah, the, the machine. CPAP machine, uh, <laughs> like the oxygen machine. That, that was just the other fucking better than hilarious. The other guys. That was the other hilarious thing. The car back from Sketchfest to the airport was me, uh, Pepitone, Ian Roberts, and Besser, and it was just everybody but Besser discussing their CPAP machines. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. It's just snoring, right? Yeah, it's but the CPAP the keeps airway, your it yeah. keeps your airway open and the air flowing so that you don't yeah so that your throat doesn't close and you sleep better because you have more oxygen going through your body. Yeah. I have I have another friend I have a friend who was using I don't use one anymore, but oh you know well friend, I, another friend of mine was using one and I was like do you notice any different in your day and he goes yeah the level of dumb things that I get pissed off about went way down oh weird <laughs> like he got way more patient when he was actually. Sleeping all the way through the night. Oh, the difference it was dramatic because what happens is you stop breathing, you wake up, you don't realize you wake up, or your blood oxygen level would dip real low. Like mine, they, when I did the sleep study, they hook you up to machines, and mine got down to like 80% of blood oxygen level, which is no good. Oh. It was just like... So you you wake up more tired than if yeah, you... Yeah, because they're like, you were actually sleeping in this eight-hour night. You were actually sleeping for an hour and a half. And then oh, and wow, dead for weird. ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's like that I would get an hour and a half of sleep a night for my life. The, somebody explain Like, I, I, I always wake up after five hours, and somebody says that's because drinking, like, everything processes after five hours. Yeah. And so they only sleep five hours a night. Yeah, I don't... When I uh, when I drink and go to sleep, I don't do that thing where I wake up and like I'm like, oh, I was drinking, so I woke up early. Like I just sleep through it. It's hmm. nice. Lucky. Yeah, hmm. it's really good. I always got worried. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like not a shit joke, but like, like getting beer shits and everything. And then when my body stopped that with like hangovers, like my body was just like, you know what you're doing. We're not going <laughs> to give you any more warnings. <laughs> <laughs> like I got worried about that. Like yeah. I should have. You know. the, the hangovers do start happening more and, and at a shittier pace. Now I level. just wake up in the middle of the night because of anxiety, not because of <laughs> drinking. 
Tell me about it. Panic attacks. Mm. Those are fun. It's 3 a.m. Maybe I have cancer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was having a heart attack. I told them, like, they might have to call. If I say call an ambulance from the stage, call an ambulance. I was at San Jose. Trying to pull a Todd Glass. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, already a terrible show at that San Jose Improv. Uh, It was a beautiful theater. Yeah, it's a great theater. Horrible town. Yeah. And, uh, like, I was just having chest pains before I went up there. I think this guy had too much caffeine and then stressed out. But I was like, I'm going to go up here. But if I say... Call an ambulance when I get off stage. Call Fucking an call an ambulance. Yeah, yeah, because this is like that was the first time it happened. I'm like, oh yeah, panic. Yep, stress. Which unfortunately masks itself as a million different things. Yeah. When you start looking up, when you start, if there's nothing medically wrong with you and you're having weird symptoms, write panic attack and then put that symptom, and you'll see <laughs> a five hundred thousand web pages come up that are, you know anything. that say that thing. Yeah. Well, that, I told the doctor. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting like I'll get these sharp pains. He's like, you get it at rest or while you're exercising? I'm like, at rest? Like, I'm like, it's so bad it's even at rest that everybody's like, oh, you're fine. I was like, I don't think you're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't make less sense for you to be fine <laughs> when you're resting and getting yeah, it? Yeah. No, it's... Nothing should be going wrong. I'm just it's so worse when you... Oh, stabbing pain in my chest. It's so worse when you slow down and your body's just processing all the stress you put on it yeah. when you don't have anything else to focus your brain on. When yeah. You're just like, your body's like... All right, uh, here's the check. It's like dropping the check. Your body's dropping the check. <laughs> and there it was, the abrupt ending. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable and sorry. En- enjoy your burrito? Thanks, Chris. This is definitely Kyle right now. <laughs> Shut up, you piece of shit. That was Nerdist Puppet Show Ending Theater. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 700,000 high-quality video clips, Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code NERDIST5. NERDIST and the number 5. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.